Welcome back to the table, Ring of Contrarians. Last time, after trying and failing to get Lloyd out of lockup, Birdie, Syphos, and Dio got some interesting information from their old pre rift-walking predecessor about what had happened over the last 20 years and where the fuck Lloyd has been for those several decades of time. Then, returning to spend an evening relaxing and getting some much-needed rest, Leofin finally got to spend some time with his parents, or at least his mom. His dad, having realized that all of his notes were within grasp, went against recommendation and spent nearly six hours concentrating on the pendant. When Vola and the rest decided to take it off of him the next morning, they killed him. <laughs> Thank goodness that the half-orc was a cleric. Otherwise, we really would have lost, Patrick. This morning we continue with the tale of the Ring of Contrarians and the Rift Walkers. Take it away, DM. Yeah, that so, um, I can't believe you guys did this. I can't. Uh, where we left off, I believe Petrick had just went to go clean himself off. Mm -hmm. And y'all were about to make your way towards uh, to go talk with some of the merchants. Yes. Yeah. Uh, because somebody kept talking about writing them a letter. Uh, well, you know, someone might die, so Dio would know. Yeah, of course. But, uh... As far as he knows, there's only two halflings in the world right now. As far as y'all have... I have ever described, that's true. <laughs> I was about to say, that's accurate. Yeah. After about, like, ten minutes... You see Patrick uh, coming into the shop of his. Kind of damp in certain places. Uh, you assume that he did not go home as he had first planned and instead went to a nearby well and just used a bucket and cleaned himself off. Of course. Probably for the best. Considering he was drenched in his own blood. Well, I'm glad you listened to us on that. As I was, I was saying, um, if uh, we really want to save our, our mutual friend Lloyd, it'd probably be best to uh, go and speak with uh, Niren uh, and see if he can pull some strings for us. Uh, that sounds good. And he looks outside. He should be in the guild house at this point. Right, well, then what are we waiting for? Well, mostly just me trying to get all the blood off of me, so... Oh, right, that. How are you feeling? Pretty lively, I'm sure. It's fine. It's fine. Um, so, uh, if, if we're all ready... Um, Patrick? Yes? Before we leave, uh, your security systems are down. What security systems? Your door was unlocked, and whatever glyph you have on the doors is oh, deactivated. Yeah, no, those are those are only activated when I lock the door. I didn't mm -hmm. lock it when I came in last night. Where did, you locked it behind us when we left. Where did you go? He came back. Well, I went to go see where I could find a more suitable place for trying to set up the teleporter. I actually needed to talk with Niren about that, because it seems that 
maybe the best place is somewhere around the inside of the guild hall. I wasn't allowed in there last night, so I'll have to test that out. And he walks over and like picks up the little tuning fork. Glad you reminded me, actually. Uh, <clears throat> then I came here and decided I would look at my notes for a little bit, and then, and then I died. I well, it wasn't for a little bit. You didn't take our advice. It felt like a little bit. I, it well, always does. What did we tell you? Uh, you were stuck in a portal for... How long was it, Leofin? Yeah, oh, something like... Uh, was it like... Yeah, Aye, 90 years. How long did that feel? I don't know. It was maybe like two weeks. <clears throat> I see that... I really wasn't paying attention. I also didn't really need to eat meals in there, so... Hi, see, there's your problem. You weren't paying attention. We gave you this advice so you wouldn't hurt yourself. And now we're look where it got you. Covered in blood. What were you saying? You just see him just, like, come back to himself. He's like, uh, right, right, blood. Of course, that was horrible. Right here. I really should clean that up before it stains. But before all that, uh, just, uh, we probably should go and talk with, uh, you know, mm-hmm. about your friend. Um... Oh God, Leofin! I'm so glad you take after your mother. Oh God, I think my I think Lloyd's gonna die. <laughs> Lloyd will be fine. It's all it'll all be fine. Trust me. And he is walking out of the room, out of the shop, and into the street. Right. I'll follow him in to the street. Okay. I shall follow as well. I'm going to the barber. I'm gonna get my hair cut. <laughs> okay. Alright, I'll catch real this time. Alright, I'll catch up. Uh, I'll catch up in a bit. I'm going to get this trimmed. It's far too long. Okay, well, have a safe trip. Are you going to see uh, Jiminaya over and uh, on oh, what street is that called? I keep forgetting it. The, the barber in the neighborhood that uh, does really good work. Uh, uh, yes, no brain surgery, though. Oh, I don't recommend it. Two people have died on I see. It's all a matter of perspective. Yeah, well, that is true. I oh, he has only had two patients, so... And he just, like, starts walking into the... Over to the gate. Bye, Dio. All right, hold on. I think I'll go to catch... Uh, you know, I could always get a barber some other time. No, you should get it now. Oh, hey. he has great haircuts. I've had... I've went there myself. Oh, you're not making me feel sure about going here. Are you saying that I look shabby? Hello, uh, Jada. As he looks at one of the guards and is, hello, Patrick. I well, uh, you're not making me feel confident when you said two of his patients died. They were patients, Dio, not customers. Aye, it's a difference. Exactly. I mean, exactly. All right. And he's not good at brain surgery. Well, then quit mentioning that he does it. I wouldn't have cared if he. If you hadn't mentioned it, I would have been like, oh, he doesn't do brain surgery. But I'm just saying, if you go in there and you mention a headache and he starts offering his services, you tell him no. I think I'll do that. Okay, good. Have a safe trip. Hi. So I go to the barber shop. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. As uh, Dio starts walking away, the gates for the guild house are opened up. He looks back and sees Jada. Is um near in, in uh, yet, or is he still over? Where does he live? And 
you see him just like starting to stare off again. Yes, he's in right now. Oh shoot! He's he's meeting with Ani. Is there any way we can get in? You're not with us. Uh, you don't Jer- get to make the. You know, uh, Jared is puns. here. No Jared is ethereal. If Jared's no making the pun, of- then you owe for the <laughs> pun jar. <laughs> no, fuck me. <laughs> here, you know what? I'll actually. Yeah, you, you're making money now. You can pay. You're the making try. money now. Don't say I'm making money now. That uh, won't last. That nine hundred dollar check, man. Oof. Thank you. Nice. Uh, Niren is the one you owe. Yeah, Niren. I know Niren's the one we want to talk to. Ani is the one who is negotiating. For the rest of the night. Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, I believe he is up in his office. Thank you, Jara. Um, I will. I'll go see him, uh, if you don't mind. And he begins walking into the guild house. As anyone starts taking a step, you see the guard, like, look at you. And a spear like slightly come over the thing, and Patrick just keeps on walking towards the house. The guild house is open now, isn't it? The guild house is open for select few. Great. We'll see you later then. He like puts the spear completely over the gate, the gateway. A select few, I said. Great. Leolton. He shapeshifts shapes into a bear. <laughs> oh, yes, um, that's my, uh, uh Patrick's my, actually my father. We were, uh, going to accompany him. Oh. That's, uh, that sounds like you've had a, a bit of a rough childhood. And he looks over as Patrick. <laughs> are these people actually with you, or are they just groupies? And Patrick looks back. Oh, I'm s- sorry. Um, yes, they're, they're with me. I'm... They're very capable adventurers. I was wanting to introduce them to Niren. I think uh, he'll find them most useful. Very well, if you say so. He lifts the spear back out of your path. Well, go right ahead. As we're heading in, I turn to him. We can be both his people and his groupies. He's a very popular man. Okay. Look for you. Good talk. He just goes back to looking at the street. Gods. You follow him into the guild house, and he takes you down a couple hallways and up a uh, stairwell. And you go two flights up, and... As you were walking through this place, you've seen some really gaudy doors. Like, I'm talking, some of them are engraved with several different types of metal. And you're, as you're passing by, you're like, is that a door on, like, gilded in silver? Mm-hmm. It's the is, gilded guild hall. Is that a door gilded in, what is that? Is that mithril? And you're starting That's to pick a... You're starting to pick up on the fact that maybe these are office, the office doors to the people who are the heads of the families. Each one of them having their door gilded in their family's metal name, essentially. Now, where's the Magnus door? Because I know it's been retired, it's been kept in pristine condition. 
Magnus has never had a door. I figured. <laughs> I was kidding. But you do make it to a very uh, large oak and gold gilded door. Petrick walks up, grabs the knocker, and taps. Oh, thank God he knows how to knock. After a few seconds, you hear a, you hear the door click and swing open, and it, it's a double door that swings inwards. Okay. And as it does, you see no one at attendance of the door, but you do see someone across the room. Two someones, actually. Two dragonborn that are... They are both gold dragonborn. One is sitting in a fairly large maple desk. I'm talking presidential. Not mahogany? No, not mahogany. (laughs) And it's got various baubles and things on top of it. There's also a dragon... Another golden dragonborn who's standing on the other side, back facing y'all. And you can hear him say, "Uh, Yes, I'm not 100% sure if what he's saying is true, but he he says that if we give him the seats and the guild hall, he'll let us keep all of our belongings and escort us to wherever, whichever city we would want to go to. I wouldn't trust it. And you see him turn around and look you in the eyes. And uh, who might you be? Cyphos Magnus the Third. Magnus. And you can see him, like, thinking. Yeah, the Magnus families and the Spitfire families can account for how well they keep their deals. I do remember a Magnus family think quite a while back, but... 20 years ago. Or so. 25 now. I do remember one Magnus family actually being wiped out, but... Almost. Do you have any proof that you... Show signet. He walks up to you, and you can see Bernie him... does the hand on her, on, her shul- on her sword thing, just this, you know, very casually next to him. I, I put my hand up just like... It's okay. Pulls it away. Looks over at you. And he doesn't seem all that threatened. threatened. No, it's not supposed to be. But he pulls, he reaches into a pocket and pulls out a little monocle. He puts up to his eye and looks at your signet. Well, at the very least, you do have a true signet ring. So... What are... Why did you bring such a large group to us, Petrick? And he looks over at the older elf. Oh, well, there's... Um, I was actually wanting to talk to Niren over there. But uh, these fine folks are here from... Um, as adventurers, as former... Are you former Riftwalkers? We are. As former Riftwalkers and um, folks who have dealt with uh, the consequences of the orc party on the other side of the wall. Also heard they 
dealt with uh, Hopter Springs recently, so I thought maybe you would like to hear something about that. Uh, not you, but near and over there. Okay. And he just <laughs> walks by and walks up to Nier and is like, Hello, um, sir, it's... Uh, hope you're having a lovely morning. Um, bit of question. We do have... Uh, well, me and my friends over there uh, have a mutual friend who had recently been put in prison. Or stocks. Stocks. Prison would probably be a little more worse, wouldn't it? No, it doesn't really matter. Um, he was put in the stocks, and uh, we were wondering if he could be let go instead of killed. Yes, it's lovely to see you again as well, Patrick. So uh, he's like this with you guys all the time, too? Yes. Good to know he's consistent. So, uh, you were... Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm trying to uh, absorb the... A lot that once, yes. Yeah, the, absorb the tirade. <coughs> tirade. Tirade. Um, no, tirade's correct. So, you were uh, Venturers? Of Something sorts. about Hopter Springs? Uh, so, Hopter Springs had the fortress around it. Yes. Uh, now it is at the bottom of the well. We sunk it. The whole city? No, just the fortress. Oh. Okay. That's Sinking the city would have been a problem for me. On top of that, one of our own also closed the brift. Oh. So they won't be getting any reinforcements the short and easy way. That's good. That is good. Um, I believe they were getting those horde bird things from there. Well, they were getting a lot of things through there. Uh, well... Wait, which bird things? The uh, mounts. Yeah, you could see, mm. uh, like, giant lizard bird creatures. Don't like them. They are horrible, aren't they? Yes. Every Too time bad they I see beasts, them, I... Huh, <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Every time I see them, I feel like there's this tune that plays in the back of my head. Yeah, I... <laughs> I think I know what you mean. Yes. Regardless, could you help our friend out? Oh, right. Uh, what is your friend's name? What was he put in there for? Lloyd, and I assume this was for breaking and entering, or trying to break a, break and enter into the guild hall. He was trying to get in to meet with Petrick. Really? He was under the assumption that he would be here. And he is, he not super most, smart. He is in the central... Uh, market most time, so I suppose that. Why? Why did he feel like he needed to break in? Again, halfling, not smart. Forward thinking, not their strong suit. I don't know why I looked over. <laughs> 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 he's not here. There is no response. He's not here, so uh, he feels a disturbance. I was f waiting for a rebuke. I was like, oh yeah, he's not here. This is the barber. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, I have heard that the halfling race is a little virtuous. Uh, Short sighted. <laughs> One could say that. Yes. Put it in the pile, motherfuckers. <laughs> no, that's in game. 
<laughs> Psycho said that, not, not Ben. <laughs> okay, so uh, I will uh, speak with the guard, uh, see the severity of what he has done, and take this recommendation into account. I'll let you know by the end of the day. Yeah, we'd really appreciate him not losing his head. <sighs> or his hands, he's quite good with a bow, and you're likely to need those. It's true. Fact. And he looks over and grabs a piece of paper and starts writing down. Uh, might have to see if there's any more fighters in the stocks. That might have to be their death sentence. Frontline. Yes. We'd appreciate it. We'd appreciate it if you didn't force our halfling friend to be on the front line. Like I said, I will let you know at the end of the day. But I do have a load of things that are quite pressing. You can see, like, a huge, like, thick pile of paperwork just sitting on his desk. I see the silver fangs have been at it. Yes. Cole has, uh,. He's been having a field day with all of the expense reports, the lists, water, food, men, children, women. We even He even sent me a report about how many dentists have uh, started to run out of painkillers. Huh. I'm... Uh, I am quite tired. <laughs> if you need help, I was our family's bookkeeper for some many years. Mm. I, I am more than familiar with dealing with things of this nature. He looks over at you. I might as well trust uh, maybe if a couple of pages. If <sighs> No, no. I shouldn't. I really should just go right. over these myself. Are you sure? Yes. It's good for me to know exactly what the numbers are. Um, I will. I will take in. I will take a great thought about your friend. Uh, is there anything else that you are needing from me? Uh. Well, yes. I was wanting to know uh, if there's and he looks over at the group as um actually could could we have a little privacy um, and he looks at the rest of y'all oh I have to talk with him about certain sensitive matters well I did that I see how we stand. I do apologize. Well, fine. I would like to whisper something to Cyphos as we walk out. Okay. Cyphos? Uh, yes. Um, how hard would it be to go invisible suit stage or room? Kind of difficult, because I think they are paying a lot of attention to us. Dread. Mm. Fine. You can 
you all uh, start to walk out of the room and this Ari is coming as well Ari that's what I was about to say when I started burping. <laughs> you start walking past Ari as you head out and you see Petrick as you like turn around and are like waiting for the door to close you see Petrick is like it's probably best if everyone left the room so and yet you, you can just barely see it but a slight brow ridge raises up on Niren's face and you, you can see this uh, like shrewd manner come over his face uh, I see Ari uh, could you step out and uh, go speak with looks down at his Till I need him to uh, finalize a certain report for me he should know the one. Look over and kind of see Ari just standing by the doorway. Face gets a little sullen almost. Very well, I can go do that. And he walks right past you. Uh, detect magic. <laughs> okay. Uh, you throw on your magic eyes. You see immediately that the door itself is in fact enchanted. Do I know okay? You see a combination of different things, almost a little, little touch of uh, several different types of magic. Uh, one of the biggest ones you do see, though, is abjuration. Mm. Okay. And as soon as Ari walks out of the out into the hall the doors close and you sit there for a good few minutes ears against the door immediately (laughs) birdie was like narrowing her eyes at the back of petrick's head Mm -hmm. she is very suspicious of things okay so you go right up to that door put your ear up to it uh I need you to make a perception check. Okay. Oh, okay. Nice. That's not bad. That's not bad. 18. 18. This is really good for breaking. I was about to say, that's huge. That's pretty good. You go right up to the door, put your ear up against it, and for the longest time, you don't hear... It, it sounds, it almost sounds like there's a, kind of like a buzzing against your ear. Mm-hmm. Get that whole uh, face twitch muscle thing that you're just hearing. And then you just, just faintly hear mumbling words. You can tell that they're is some kind of conversation going on then it goes silent again and you're sitting there for quite for maybe like um, another two minutes with your ear against the door and then you feel the door buckle and then start to move inwards the instant i start to feel it move at all 
I stand right there where I was, and I'm staring at eye level for where Petrick would be. Okay. Uh, Arms folded in front of me. The door starts to swing open, and the first person you see is Neiden standing up out of his desk. And Petrick over towards the other side of the room. And he looks over at you and is like, Oh, well. Uh, sorry that took so long. Um, Does Petrick have his tuning fork out? Or is he just standing over there? Uh, he's just standing over there at the moment. And he looks at all of you and is like, Well, um, come in, come in. Uh, is everybody with you? Ah, oh, yes, yes. Um, so, uh... And as I was telling you earlier, there is actually one that is not with us at the moment, but uh, he's gone to uh, get a haircut, yes. Of course. And we all step into the room? Yes. Okay. It's a trap. (laughs) Bertie is highly suspicious at this point. Okay. Because Amy is highly suspicious at this point. <laughs> I was about to say, Psychos seeing her apprehension is going to kind of just push her in there. She's like, doo-doo. could do, we can do. I'll step into the room to just pass the point where the doors would close. Okay. But Birdie yeah, is... Okay. Birdie is looking at Petrick very suspiciously. Birdie, I can't face through you. You need to move at least a little to the left. It's a double door. There's plenty of room on either side. Oh, it's a, it's a uh, you forget that Vola is thick. thick. She can She'll just... Me. She'll just shimmy around. Don't worry, Birdie. I'll just make room for you. Thanks. <laughs> and uh, Nian looks at looks at all of you standing in the room. And he looks back at Petrick and he's like, you can see this look of resignation just like pass over him. And he looks down at the table and you can see him press down and the door begin to close. And once the door closes down, you can see the same flicker begin from the door and across all the walls over the windows, the same flicker you saw, uh, at least Leofin and Vola saw, inside of Petrick's lock room in his home. Okay, so, there's a bit of a, there's a secret for us here that not many are allowed to know. This city was built on a dungeon. It has been kept to the five great families to be kept safe. If anyone were to be allowed to enter, to allow them to do so. We don't want anyone really to find out because we were given, our families were given this task by A figure that is not widely revered in 
blew out. Uh, Drova, the reincarnated, was the one who set us on this course. She want us, wanted us to protect this dungeon from any that might try to force their way through. What's in the dungeon? An item of great power. Another one of Drova's accessories. That is what Petra believes, yes. Pretty but visibly relaxes. <laughs> it's... We've been trying to keep it a secret. But I am afraid that it might have already gotten out. Ari doesn't know about this. But Gorak Orkblood does. He probably does know. Because I think uh, Julianus might know. Some of the things Ari has told me has made me think maybe he is aware of the purpose of our five families. Bertie looks at Leothin, and then at Syphos, and then at Vola. She does not look at Kaine because she doesn't expect Kaine to understand what's going on. <laughs> yeah, she's just looking at her manga, dude. Yeah, she's like, I don't know what these people are saying. There's... Patrick has informed me that you all have brought a possible teleportation ring. We've brought information on how to build one. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that he is fairly certain that nowhere else in the city allows for teleportation. It's actually the reason we are probably still standing here. If they were able to make a rift wherever they pleased inside the city, we would all be dead. Yep. So. Patrick is very confident that if he is given enough time at the dungeon door, he might be able to set up the ring. And he has also informed me that you, your group, has good ties with the people on the other side of this ring. With the dwarves? Yes. Would you mind being ambassadors for us? I have one stipulation. Yes. There is an older dragonborn fellow is currently being forced to work as a scribe. Okay. For Orc Blood. Is this uh, scribe important to you? He's my father. So little bit, yes. I can see. I'm guessing you want him brought back? In as many put-together pieces as possible. I'd like him alive, yes. I will talk with my people and see what we can do about that. They currently have us over a barrel, is one might say. I think there's a lot more than a barrel. 
Yes, it's a goddamn bar. The our city is already on rations, and if coal is to be believed, we are still burning through them too quickly. There are just too many people here, and we don't have we don't have a whole lot of renewable resources. We have only a handful of clerics and thousands of mouths to feed. Could you hold out for one more week, perhaps? Maybe. Patrick has told me that that is bare minimum needs to be able to figure out the intricacies of this. If you'd like, I could also help as an item cleric as well. Needs. Can you uh, create food and water? Are you sure? I think she can do that. Yeah, she's yes, done she it before. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Several times. Sorry, I have to keep up with my own spells, and that's yeah. difficult. Understandable. I'll just make a whole bunch of good berries. This is fine. Yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> fucking good berries everywhere. I was gonna say, can Druidcraft help with that? It can make seeds sprout. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, it's Maybe. it's a it's like a five foot area. Well, he can help with the agriculture part. There's it's there's, it's a walled I mean, city. There's not there's a whole no lot of agriculture going on no inside. Agriculture in the city. Again, I mean, we just, just give me some just, just give me space. some seeds of like corn and stuff. I'm gonna get shit grow. Yeah, I was, I was about to say. Yeah, let's just let, let's just make let's just get a little space. She makes a little corn. Done. Yeah. Uh, yes, I can. Corn and beans. Just give me a, give me two handfuls of corn. I'll just cast on all of the kernels. And just... For real? I'm not kidding. Corn and beans. Yes, I can purify food and water. She can also create food. Yes. I also can create it. Okay. She can help with the trash. That's that's my tell. I'll, I'll put that down and. Send that over to Cole, and he should be happy for more, more fucking data points. Okay. Uh, yes, we should be able to hold out for a week. We have right now with the clerics that are accounted for and the rations that we have, we can make it for. At least nine days. So a week to get the door open, and then two days to get what we need out of it. Yes. Do you have maps? Maps. Of the dungeon. Oh no, the the uh, he's only needing access to the entrance to the. The actual dungeon has not opened in centuries, that millennia. You guys don't have any secret records laying around anywhere? No. We were kept in charge of, essentially, the door. That's gonna make things her. And she's now got the full-on thinking face. You can see the gears turning. Yep. I'll just go to my shop and 
grab the portal and I'll go down there and start setting up. Can I be given permission to actually enter the chamber this time or? Yes, of course. Um, how about the rest of us? Do you wish to? I suppose that's fine. It'll be easier for everybody if we just I'm... have access to move around the city better. Also, for our halfling as well. Of course, I'll write to... Not uh, the one in prison. Not the, the one in prison, one. no. The one that's in the barbershop. We should probably, should we should probably get one for Lloyd, yes, but... Again, we'll see about the Lloyd. I'll have some uh, documents written up for you. And you... If you if you are willing to be our ambassadors, you'll have to enter the you'll have to enter the chamber to go teleport to Orwell anyway. So I'll have that written up, and you should be able to enter it within the day. All right. Do you need us to take any paperwork to Old Silverfin? I'll speak to him myself. Um, We're acquainted. I believe I'm going to have to speak with the entire council about this entire business. The uh, fact that we are, that I'm even telling you this is all already a breach of protocol, but I am not left with much, uh, with much choices here. You're welcome. And neither will the council. What, uh... If it's not too much to ask, what is your plans to stall? What's Ari doing? What's his his goal in negotiations at this point? Right now, they're just working on terms. Terms uh, for? Handing over the city to Julianus. <laughs> Apparently, he has promised to give the orc, priest, whatever he is, come here for and that is why they have uh, colluded together so him and his damnable flamethrower army is posted outside my city our city and they you can, if you go to the north wall, you can hear those insane bastards just shooting off flames into the fucking skies. If it would help, we do have a halfling who has a knack for causing trouble. What are you suggesting? That we throw him out in the middle of the desert and just let him run wild. Perhaps sabotage, maybe even... Um... Getting another supply drop in, another supply depot in the city. He'd be good at, at surprisingly enough, causing a distraction. Mm. He is a bard, after all. Well, we do. We already have a few spies in Julianus's army. And, uh. Well, I wasn't, uh. The one who had enough foresight, that was Sulin. But she did have the foresight to place a few people in certain 
positions within within his army. So we do have it. That's how we were able to cause somewhat of a distraction for you all to enter. If if you feel like he might be some kind of use towards that end, do send him to me. I'll see what he can do. I think he'll probably be more than eager to help. Okay. If there is nothing else, I have far more to do today than I had originally planned. We shall leave it to it. Thank you. And he sits back down at his desk and you can you can see this look he looks like he is hopeful and just fucking beat down at the same time and he picks up another page off of his tower of papers and you can see him start to scribble down on it as you leave the room so we don't we didn't tell Dio we were where we were meeting after this, did we? No, I figured getting his haircut wasn't going to take about how long has it been? Uh for y'all it's probably been maybe about forty five minutes to an hour. There's no way it took forty five minutes. I bet he's at the courthouse. He did have a lot of hair. Remember but it's, it's snip snip done. Is that not how it works? No, it's not how it works. You know how when you're you're trimming, you have to be careful not to cut too close to the quick? Or you bleed out? Sort of. Yeah. He did have a lot of hair, but no, he's probably at the whorehouse right now. I'm 100% certain he's at the whorehouse. And uh, as y'all are talking about this, uh, we're gonna move over to whatever the hell Dio is actually is doing. So Dio's at the barber shop getting a haircut <laughs> and a shave. Uh, okay. All right. Knock, knock. You eventually find the location. It's not hard. There's a giant pole that's spinning outside with a, a candy cane-like stripe. Oh, good. They do bloodletting as well. Yes. And you open it up. Open up the door, you hear a little chime, and over in the corner you see a man uh, stand up, look her over towards you, and is a human who has uh, some very large rubber gloves on, and he stares over at you. He looks a little miskept, uh, just a touch. Welcome. My name is... Not important. Uh, <laughs> did you come here for perhaps a, a shave or a cut? You're looking a bit shaggy, or are you going a little mad and need a little help in that situation? No, I'm I'm perfectly sane. Um, I do need a haircut and a shave, though. Ah, I see. Just I see. a haircut and a shave. I have found that those who uh, do not keep themselves in tip-top condition may be suffering from uh, mental illnesses. Uh, in this case, it was um, wild magic, actually, but... Ah, I see. That can be quite the difficulty. And he's sitting there just, like, scratching his beard that's just, like, puffed out. And it's just like... 
it, you feel you can hear the rubber like rubbing through the, um, his beard is just not it's not pleasant well if you really do want a haircut take a seat and he's like pointing over towards a table table <laughs> <laughs> takes how much is this gonna cost oh it's not much at all for a haircut I am actually doing a little bit of a discount today. I've come under some fire for my a couple of my prior pay I, customers. I've, I've heard, um, but um, Patrick had recommended this place, so... Oh, Patrick, he's a good fellow. Right. Uh, anyway... He told you about Jerry... No, he just said that you give excellent haircuts, but um, I'm a bit on a tight schedule. Do you mind? Uh, uh, of course. I, I don't mean to rush your work, <laughs> sir, but I I do have things I have to get back to. Of course. And so Dio basically describes how he wants a clean shave and then, you know, his original short haircut. Not short, but, you know, what it yeah. used to look like. Of course. Well, back I, to default. I assure you, you'll... F- You'll turn out far better than Jerry. And he, like, pulls out this... He pulls out a uh, straight-edge razor. He's like, okay. Actually, I should probably lather you up first. And begins going through the process of uh, shaving off your beard. And... Where's the hot towel? (laughs) It's part of the process, motherfucker. Hot towel comes after the shave. (laughs) So, he, he lathers you up. And starts, like, puts the razor down by your neck. And then carefully starts scraping against the grain. And at first you're sitting there, like, extremely tense. And then as the shave goes further on, start relaxing a little bit. And start... What's your AC? Being lulled into <laughs> a sense of security. Yes, yes. Jerry did have just the nicest beard before. Um. Never mind. Um. What are you in town for? If you don't mind me asking. I just here with a couple of friends. Enjoying the uh, city festivities, yes. Hi, yes. And he like stops. Siege. Are we under siege? (laughs) (laughs) No, that's a bit of a. It's a bit of a halfling joke. Don't worry about it. Oh. Hi, God. Hi. That's how we. I was about to lose it. Hi, no, don't worry. And he's like holding the the straight edge on the other side. I was about to say, it's going Fleet Street real quick. Hi, no worries. There's a little something you need to know about Halfton Society. We call a party a siege sometimes because, well, when you have a bunch of drunk halflings in one area, it could get a bit rowdy, a bit violent sometimes. Uh, I see, I see. That is quite a colloquialism you have there, and he's like, start shaving back up your face again. Hi, sorry, I did not mean to upset you, my friend. Oh, yes, well, it would be a horrible thing if we were under siege. I don't have enough 
I don't have enough funds for wartime payments. And he's just, again, scraping up your face. So, uh, what no is it? No wonder they're uh, burning through all their rations. Their citizens don't even know they're under siege. <laughs> oh there is God. no war at Boston. say. <laughs> hey, he's, like, starting to, to get up to your face and go scrape away all that all that fuzz and then he comes down and he starts chopping away at cutting away at your hair getting it down to the proper length so uh, you and your friends uh, what do you do by chance I were uh, a bit of travelers and such um, I myself and a musician I'm a bard that's quite lovely, quite lovely. Aye. I had a customer who was a bard once. Ah. He's dead. Oh. <laughs> yep. What was their name? Maybe I knew them. Um, what was that one's name? Uh, Susan. I don't know no Susans. No. She was hit by a cart. In a street. That terrible thing. Yes. <laughs> terrible, terrible thing. And he's just cutting away. He was like, but I did have another customer who was a bard. <laughs> and they ended up in a horrible accident. Your profession is riddled with people who just do not have the greatest of time. Do you know what I mean? He like comes down by your ear and the knife is like right by your eye. <laughs> uh, you know, to be fair, I've been fair, pretty lucky in my life. Oh, that's... That is quite good. I have heard that halflings just have the most damnable luck, and he's like waving <laughs> the scissors right in front of your face. I a weird. <laughs> that's a very, very odd idea, because uh, every halfling I know has been the luckiest son of a bitch ever. Oh yes, that's what I meant. I, I confuse my words from time to time. I know it's fine. <laughs> it's on, I've. You're gonna find this hilarious, but. I even sometimes misread things, and it caused the worst debacle uh, the other week. Poor Jerry. Hi. But <laughs> and he's just like cutting your hair a little bit more, and then finally he's just like, uh, okay, I think we are just about there. And uh, again, if if you could. Just go around and say that you got your haircut from Jeremiah. And just show them that I do do good work. If you can go on my ye olde Yelp page. Jerry is just a mistake. I did not mean to apply that oil to his head. It was supposed to make his hair look more lustrous, not, not make his hair fall out. So if you could, <laughs> if you could just go around and assure everyone that yes, I do do give haircuts, reason perfectly well, <laughs> and uh, that no one has to worry about my surgical skills. I am getting, uh, I am getting more instruction in that from the barber down the street. Did I go to the wrong one? <laughs> uh, as far as you know, this was the barber that you were being told about. Alright, well, uh, I guess I trust you. 
Um, but first, I need to actually see how good my hair looks after you're done. Of course, of course. And he, like, finishes up the last snip and uh, grabs your table and begins, like, rolling it across the room and you stop right in front of a mirror. Please don't make it just the monk look. There you go. Just perfectly good and absolutely, I think you look dashing. Uh, you have your mutton chops, and, uh, you have, what he gave you was a bit of a man bun on, uh, on the back, but everything is kind of a bit shorter, and at least, like, down here and on the sides are quite a bit shorter, and you have a little more length up here with a little bit of a man bun on the Hey, there we go. That's much more manageable. How much do I owe you? Oh, like I was saying, I'm trying to gain some goodwill after Jerry and the uh, two people who died in here. So, um... <sighs> right, advertisement. Yes. Uh, nothing's better than giving... practically giving away services. Alright. Yes. Um, but, um, uh, just a mere... Two copper. Two copper? Here, I'll make it a whole silver, just for you. Thank you. <laughs> Guy, I can make red this week. Guy needs this. I, he very, very badly needs this. I can buy some brown from my... I can buy some bread from my brown. <laughs> this is going to be quite a lovely dinner. Um, again, thank you. That's... Good patron, patronage, and uh, if you ever need a good cut, you know where to come. Huh? Jeremiah, he Aye. does great hair. He does great hair. And soon will be the best surgeon in all of... Where do I live again? Aye, it doesn't <laughs> matter. Um, do you know the inside of the city well? I know a few places. All right, I... Well, I didn't want to mention this because it's a bit of a personal thing. A little bit of family inside the city. Right. He's a bit of a... I don't want to say vagrant, but not very responsible. My uh, halfling kin has managed to make himself... Uh, is probably drunk somewhere. If I had to guess, probably um, a place where the ladies of the night like to congregate. Oh. Well, I'm looking for, and then what was the name of the place that they talked about? Uh, the, I believe he, the one he had told you about was uh, the Open Legged Inn. Ah, yes. I'm looking for the Open Legged Inn. There's also the Golden Claw. Yeah. Oh, the Open Legged um, Inn. Hmm. You had me saying that there for a second. Um,. I have heard of a place. It's not in the best condition. Aye, but family's family. I have to get them out somehow. Very well. I completely understand. I once had a family too. So. That's so tragic. Gee, yeah, they probably all died because it was like free brain surgeries for all my families of friends. <laughs> I do understand. 
So I will tell you it is over in the, the southeast corner of the city. It's hard to say that it's a corner. We're in a round city, aren't we? Hi, it's not... Uh, a I, quadrant. Uh, I get the idea. Yes, it uh, almost towards the wall. It's about a couple of blocks away, but uh, I'd head towards the uh, south gate and before... Three blocks before you hit that, just start heading east. You probably should see it and all the vagrants outside of it. Ah, thank you kindly. Not a problem, not a problem. And and, and remember, Jeremiah gives great haircuts. I Jeremiah gives great haircuts. And soon we'll have at least one living patient. All right. Well, <laughs> you take care. Oh, you as well. Don't get hit by a cart. I won't. My cabbages. My cabbage. So, um, taking his advice, I go to that part of the city. Okay. <sighs> and you make your way there. Uh, Hi. This place is shut. <laughs> it's not great. So, uh, rest of the party... Um, this is the point where I was going to say y'all have a week of downtime as Petrick starts to set up the circle. Do you want to hear downtime options? Yes. Okay. Here are the types of downtime activities there are. You have carousing, religious services, crafting, Crafting magical items, brewing potions of healing, scribing a spell scroll, uh, selling a magic item, research, crime, training, pit finding, gambling, and relaxation. Uh, Vola will do religious services, obviously. Okay. She's yeah. already been. She's already volunteered to be yeah. making food. And yeah. Work. So basically, yeah, religious services. Religious services. Mm-hmm. Uh, Syphos would actually like to spend... I want to do some research. Okay. Uh, I kind of want to research two things. One, I want to research just, like, how the flamethrowers got their position. They're like, what they've been doing over the last 20 years or so. Okay. And then, if I have enough time in the last couple days, I want to try and, uh, write down a couple spells in my book. Okay. I'll probably put that all in the research. Okay. Uh, what's carousing exactly? Carousing is going out and partying. Yeah. Oh, okay. Fucking oh. Wasting money. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You're just spending money, maybe making contacts in town, just having a good time. Right. Um, well, to be fair, um, D- I guess Dio will spend his first day knowing people better. Well, essentially, these town time activities are going to take up your week. Take up a week? Okay. Yeah. Um, you said work. Is, uh, could I spend a week trying to play saboteur? Uh, you count that as work? Yeah. Um, I believe you can... Arrange that? Yeah. Excellent. Uh, Dio would like to cause some chaos. He's an agent of chaos. Yeah. Uh, again, not, not in the city. No. Yeah, no, we could we could make that work. Oh, but uh, 
What did do you do at the end? Because we never actually established that. Hmm? Uh, going to the end, you found uh, it. It pretty much was a shithole, and that place is filled with just the roughest of men, with uh, some women who look like they are paid to be there and aren't are probably wanting to look for new new places and are hoping that a position in the Golden Claw opens up at some point. So yeah, Dio's gonna go to the Golden Claw. Okay. <laughs> Fuck the, huh, huh. I have a feeling like if I uh, that I'll probably get my money going from this place. You might. So yeah, let's not go to the seediest place and just find high class bitches. Okay. So Bola is religious. Yeah, religious stuff, and of course the purified food and water. So. Yeah, uh, Syphos is doing research. Mm -hmm. uh, Leo is doing what? Leo is doing. Um, so you said work was one of them. Yes. Uh, with my uh, skills and proficiency with the herbalism kit, could I help out with uh, any kind of local uh, apothecary? Mm, yeah, you could probably do that. Yeah, I'd probably work with an apothecary then. Okay. I could see Especially that. Especially since I can also make dormant seeds grow and all that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, so that leaves Birdie and Kaine. What kind of downtime activities you're looking at? Longer. Is that even a question for Kaine? Yeah. Uh, relaxation with manga? Yeah. Okay. Oh my god. Uh... <laughs> I can finally catch up on uh, Milk the entire berserk. Well, yeah, actually, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that, what was it? Milk I mean, money. It has some uh, anti aspects. So. Okay. So. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, we haven't been doing the whole uh, lifestyle thing because y'all have moved, been moving around a lot. Mm -hmm. But with the fact that y'all are completely loaded, I'm gonna say, yeah, you can you can relax if you want to. It just requires that you have at least a modest lifestyle. So you have, you can <laughs> totally relax if you wish. Modest lifestyle, are you kidding me? We could have an arist aristocratic lifestyle right now. Yeah. Only for a couple of weeks, because this is just us being rich, not wealthy. <laughs> Our money does not make money. Again, we are rich, because we literally have an island that has all this gold on it. <laughs> and we are the only ones that know where it's at. Exactly. Y'all and Onor, who's probably, probably still trapped on the island. Yep. There's a couple of things I want to do. Um, I want to get with Vola and send some messages to my mom. Okay. Um, over the week. Uh, and then I'd also like to uh, do some shopping alone. Get some... Uh, see if there's any magic arrows that I can get hold of. Anything okay, that's got so, a little bit of an extra punch. Okay, so buying magic items? Mm-hmm. Um, I'd also like to... I'd like to spend some time training with my my bad sword. Oh no. Um, but I want to get it appraised by someone else, just in case first. See if I can get any more information off of it. 
Alright, we will do... Because essentially, these downtime activities are designed to take the, yeah. the majority of your week. So, if you're wanting to buy magic items, that's going to be the main thing you do. And as part of that, we can say that uh, you are getting your sword appraised and seeing exactly what that can do with it. Okay. Because you're going to the same kind of people for it. Uh, looking, for magic, looking for magic arrows, and you're assuming, yeah, they can probably appraise this for me. Yeah. And then, you know, sending messages via the Yeah, that's, that's so something that's we like would say. That's like at night when we're yeah. That's like free time type deal stuff. Because I want to find out more about that um, exhaustion effect. Not a bad idea, really. I was about to say, yeah. Because the only other time that Birdie's had a similar effect happen to her was when Dio cast haste on her. Mm-hmm. Except for that was uh, a lot quicker. Yeah, that ended a lot quicker. <laughs> It's not even a three o'clock crash. It's just like six seconds of a crash that is super exhausting. Yeah, I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <sighs> All right, let's get this over. Let's get this over. <laughs> you at least get a bonus action. Kaine, mm-hmm. you essentially find a place in one of the inns. Uh, which inn are y'all staying at? Is it the Tin Cup? Yes. I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were at the Tin Cup. So you uh, go up to your room in the Tin Cup. You spend most of this week just inside the tin cup, eating meals <laughs> and reading your manga. Nice. You get through most of a good chunk of your books, and it's nice. It's good. Going over to the people who are mostly working. Uh, we'll start with Vola. She either needs to make an intelligence religion check. Or a charisma persuasion check. How does she have a plus zero to religion? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think she doesn't cleric well. Don't tell her so that she'll kill me. <laughs> She's just here to smash. And, and what was the other one? The uh, charisma uh, what? Persuasion? Total. Yeah, persuasion. Okay. 15 on the persuasion. Okay. Uh, with 15, uh, the United States is smash. Throughout the week, uh, Vola gets in touch with the group of clerics who are in charge of trying to help mitigate for the lack of rations in the city. And Vola is pretty helpful in that regard. Her, She talks with a lot of people and helps calm them down, helps them put more at ease, and she helps to create enough food to help with the starving eyes that peer around corners. Things in this t- city could have gone a little more savage, but in helping with those that are selflessly putting their time into keeping the people calm as possible, she helped with the church in this area and has earned one favor from them. Move over to Leofin for your work. After asking around, you do find that pretty much anyone that is an apothecary has been hired for the city and the garrison to 
make whatever they can to help with the the unavoidable fight that they are preparing for. I will need you to make uh, athletics dexterity. Doesn't make sense. So an intelligence using your herbalism kit. Let's say a twelve plus nine, twenty-one. Nice. Okay. Uh, with that, uh, you uh, find after walking around the city and talking with quite a few people, you find a very well-respected apothecary. You go in and you see that he is just fucking swamped with orders. It looks like maybe one, two of his people are out for the week. They came down with some kind of sickness, strangely enough, in an apothecary. And he is strapped for help. Luckily, you are not only good with your herbalism kit and have made potions before, you are also a druid with druidcraft, and you help him bring life to herbs that he did not have prepared yet. You help him complete every order that he had, and not only did you earn yourself a comfortable lifestyle within this siege-ridden town for the entire week, you also earn plus 25 gold. Oh, okay, cool. We'll cut over to Dio, who has decided to be a, be himself, be a bard in some of the towns. Be a good or bard. taverns. So, uh, was there a particular one you are wanting to go to, or are you sticking with uh, the tin cup that you're staying in. Uh, just moseying around. Just like hopping. Yeah, hop, bar hopping. Bar hopping. Okay. Uh, uh, let's see. It is a charisma performance check for you. Plus 11. Oh, darn. Yeah. Roll good. Uh, just a 7. 18. 18. I'm gonna kick him in the dick. Okay. <laughs> you can. You're sitting directly across from him. Uh, kick this you take it easy for yourself. Uh, you go around, and you've seen that a lot of people in these bars are actually just kind of... There are quite a few that are just depressed and are drinking to just kind of forget the fact that they are stuck in a town that is not in the best circumstances. And they're not even drinking good ale. They're drinking no. water down, yeah, shitty ale. Yeah, they're drinking piss water at this point. <laughs> and... Dead. I didn't say that. <laughs> and you come in... You right. And you brighten their days. That's good. With all that you do, you earn yourself a very comfortable lifestyle within this uh, town. You don't get a whole lot of extra gold or anything like that. Just enough to pay for rations and a uh, good place to good place to sleep for the entire week right did I um, meet any interesting characters along the way to put uh, it kindly well you didn't have a have anything bad happen to you oh, okay so that's great uh, yeah better not I rolled a seven <laughs> yeah 
no, this is you're fine. Uh, we'd say you've you during that time you met a, a few people. Cool. Couple of nice ladies. Of course. Uh, really did enjoy your songs there, Barmaids, over at uh, the Golden Claw. And definitely need. I did. I definitely need groupies. Is what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, they didn't. They didn't uh, stick around. Stick around. They enjoyed your songs, but they have a job where they get paid fairly well, so that's where they're staying. But they did come by and give you uh, give some flirting and couple of nudges like hey there are some upstairs here <laughs> what's the price <laughs> and are they attractive uh, oh there's the golden claw never mind <laughs> never mind all right well there there was a oh actually um, the golden claw is the good one yeah the good one yeah <laughs> uh, there was a one dragonborn who was Quite fetched with you, and a, another one that was human. What color was she? Uh, the dragonborn? No, the human. Oh, no. Okay. Oh. Okay. I was like, I was <laughs> waiting for the dragonborn. <laughs> the dragonborn was uh, silver. Silver. You could you could just hear it. I see gold. I see. It's was it? Bra- you said brass. Huh? Is it the brass ones you hate? Yeah. I can just imagine there's a brass one that's hitting on them, and you just hear this. You hear that? You see this flash of light in the distance. And you're like, "What the fuck?" And then, <laughs> he found me. <laughs> uh, yeah, how much is that going to cost? Uh, we'll put that in as part of your part of the comfortable, yeah, oh, okay. comfortable lifestyle. Awesome. So, uh, with that out of the way, uh, we'll go over to Cyphos and your research for the week, and at least. 50 gold spent on materials, bribes, gifts, and such. Yeah. Uh, I was just saying we have plenty. (laughs) So 50, and I believe it is an intelligence check, and you get a plus one uh, per per 100 gold spent, up to a max of six. So you need a minimum of 50, and... You can spend up to six hundred and fifty for a plus six. Enough of that. <laughs> I have one hundred and sixty-four that I know of. But I didn't keep like the proper say, records because yeah. you had it all written down. Yeah, I, I just had my, what what I have. Have it all on my tablet. I never should have remembered it. Oh. So I'll spend. Uh, I'll just do one hundred. One hundred. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, a plus so one. So give you a plus one. Mm. <sighs> I'm gonna use dark one's blessing. Okay. <laughs> well, shit. Okay. That's uh, that's a solid nine. Okay. So, uh, so I didn't get your shit. <laughs> as you go around, you f- you find a library, get entrance to it. At this point, you've gotten your paperwork from the council and you're pretty much allowed in most places mm-hmm. within inside the town. So since you can get into a fairly good library, I believe yeah, you can take advantage and roll. Higher libraries you can get into or 
um, more important like sage figures you can talk to mm. give you give you advantage. Oh, so much better. Uh, so fifteen. Yeah, yeah, fifteen. Okay. Thank you, City Council. <laughs> or Family Council. Yeah. So family. Yeah. Essentially the same thing. <laughs> so, um, after entering the first library, you're like, okay, this, there's not much here. It's mostly history stuff. No, like, recent accounts about anything. Damn it, Jared, why does your library suck so bad? So, you go to a different library and start looking up shit there. Still not find the type of things that you're wanting to find. You start going up to different people, and eventually you end up talking to Cull. <laughs> Cull looks at you, and he just kind of looks around. If you really want information, it's always going to cost you a little. hand over a little bit of cash and he starts regaling you with the rise of the flamethrowers he gives you just he like looks at the amount you gave him and just gives you a couple bits uh, with a 15 you learn two pieces of lore so you see there was a particular invention that uh, Julianus came across. Found writing somewhere in some library. Who knows? But he made a certain device, named it after his family. Quite pretentious. I know. Created a device called a flamethrower. <sighs> Essentially, big tank on the back, shoots liquid fuel out of a nozzle and creates lots of fire relatively reliably whenever they're having to build up pressure the nozzle is actually made out of a war hammer those bastards would say hmm. problem is with those if you destroy the tank in Really, any way, the whole thing explodes. Also, if their if their machines malfunction, they explode. So a lot of explosions. They mostly explode, yes. But a good portion of his army and his forces are in fact flamethrowers. He's found quite a number of insane bastards to carry. You're talking like full-on pumpkin scissors. Uh, is that a reference you understand? Yeah, I know. Okay, good. He's like, I'm old Experimental a soldiers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was like, shit like, oh wait, that. do you know what that is? No, I fucking <laughs> loved pumpkin so scissors. Oh, it's so good. I'm, I'm that sad that it ended. Yeah. But that was the force, the first step to Julianus's rise to power. I believe you witnessed. Uh, one of their first acts, if you are indeed one of the mag uh, Magnuses. I, I'm going to not dignify that with the response. Uh, of course. 
but he's used them as uh, kill squads from here, here and there. Not, not anything that most people can prove, but we, of we all know that he's done it. But the second bit is that uh, he ended up killing his uh, father for his place. Shocker. I have it no under decent authority that he was not actually going to be the heir. Was it going to be the sister? Yes. Really? Then the sister went missing. Then the father died. Then son. he took this. Sorry, youngest son. Youngest son. Reckon. <laughs> yes, the son. It was going to be him, then he went missing, then the father died, then he took the city, and, uh, man, after that, he found settlements out, little settlements outside that hellhole, well, actually, it's quite a lovely place, even for flamethrowers to hold. They started falling. Under his control, sending out his little hitmen, making sure that people made payments. Again, nothing anyone could prove. But those of us who have a little more fingers and more pots knew what was happening. And that is why uh, Sulin started putting some spies in his ranks. Good thing. Who's we... Sulin? By the way, we've heard that name several times. Sulin, you... You would know it was uh, part of the Quicksilver tail family. She's kind of the informant go-to kind of person. Uh, she is, and as all the Quicksilver tales have been, uh, more for thinking about the outside world. Mm-hmm. It's a little paranoid about everything. Yes. <laughs> it's only paranoia if they ain't out to get you. So. <sighs> He's not wrong. It's like accurate. So. Uh, with that, he looks at you and I believe that's about all the information that just really relevant to you. So. Well, thank you. Not a problem. And uh, please do make sure you try to help get us out of this mess. Oh, trust me. I turn back to him. Eyes. Very, very red. Do it. Good. Now, leave me to my paperwork. And you can see him, like, cracking fingers. And just, like, getting his quill out. And there's a very large stack of blank papers. And, like, half a stack of filled ones. And he's just, like, crack snack. I get work to do. These people are insane. And I'm like, I told you. <laughs> Alright, so that leaves us with our last downtime activity, Birdie, who is trying to. I was gonna say, did I ever find any books? 
for books, uh, like spell books or anything. We can say you tagged along briefly with Birdie sure. to go search in one shop. Okay. Uh, I took uh, I took the horse along with us. So Cyphus is riding the horse just to get him out and get him exercised because he don't want to stay in the barn. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> as you head out, this is earlier in the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're still you've still been searching through fucking libraries at this point, mm-hmm. and she's just dragging you along because you need to stop <laughs> for a I second because I need to not look like a fucking madman. I'm and just saying. If you look that hard, you're going to end up overlooking things that you might have seen if you took a took a breath. But if I'm not searching, then I'm not going to find anything. Cyclops, you don't sleep. Exactly. You have twice as much search time as anybody else. You still need to let your brain breathe. Exactly. Then why have I found nothing? Maybe there's nothing, nothing to, at it, all. It could be there's nothing to find, Cyclops. I mean, <sighs> there's definitely something to find. Oh God! And that I is when you right. want to come. <laughs> To the first magical shop, Cyphos slightly in tears, and you walk in and you can hear a golden dragonborn come around the corner. He's like, "Well, hello, welcome." Right, can so I, I help, I help Cyphos down off the horse and I drop the rein over the the tie post and I say, mm-hmm. "Magnus, stay." Walk in the door. All right. Magnus uh, is appropriate. The horse is Magnus. The horse's name is Magnus. I, I was about to say, yeah, Cyphos <laughs> just sat down. It's just like... Cyphos, <laughs> like, are you coming? You it's said, a magic shop. You said stay. I was talking... Sure. You named the horse Magnus? It, only, it seemed appropriate. God, I love you. <sighs> Gets up and goes inside. Alright, so, inside. Uh, what is it that uh, you're... Two are looking for. Well, um, I have a couple of things on my shopping list, actually. Uh, first and foremost, and she pulls the the whole sword up out of its little tie mm-hmm. and places it on the on the desk. She's like, I need to know as much about this and its effects as I can get. Oh, and be very careful. Yes. Okay. Um, and. Uh, this is going to take me a little time, so what is, uh, what were you looking for? I was looking for some spell books that had ritual spells. Well, I, I do have a few. Uh, let me see what exactly I have in stock, and I'll, I'll get to this immediately after. That's fine. The other thing that I need is any supply at all of any type of magical arrow. Just something to. You can see him kind of stop. He's like, I'll, I'll check what we have. Uh, one moment. As he comes back, uh, y'all browsing a little bit. You find some baubles here and there. Uh, one item that looked really familiar uh, was a shield, and it's just like. I just swore I've seen that somewhere before. Uh, you continue looking around and you do find a uh, another like Cyphos, you yourself find a, a wall that has a few staffs and 
a few uh, implements that are uh, quite a bit smaller that are sitting up on the wall next to it. And uh, he comes out of the back room and is like, Okay, well, first of all, sorry, I don't have any magical arrows here, but I might be able to get you in touch with some contacts of mine. Uh, you could try and search around the city. It's not too much trouble. Not at all. Uh, uh, and as for the spells, uh, I do have an assortment of them. Uh, there are particularly ritual spells. I have... Uh, this one, which is uh, fine familiar, I have uh, augury, uh, I have magic mouth, and I have this rather uh, higher higher level and um, more expensive one that is Ray's telepathic bond. What the fuck is that? Uh, Don't worry, it's dope as fuck. Yeah, that's is. all you need to know. Is dope as fuck. Uh huh. So, um, well, how much is the telepathic bond going to be? The telepathic bond, as I said, is very high level, and his price reflects that. It usually does. This spell is as magicians would say of the fifth level so I can not give it away for anything less than 15,000 gold okay not that much you said 15,000 yes uh, he's strong arming you listen Yes. Actually, I want to do an inside check. See if he's, he's see if he's step, see if he's step arming me. Step okay. arming me. Okay. He's fucking you. Oh shit. Okay. Don't use that one. Use a different one. Okay. It was running away. You don't need to. You don't need that luck. Uh. Okay. So inside check, right? Yeah. Okay. I think it's like plus one. <sighs> do you believe in love? You're looking at him, and you've you've done a lot of business deals, and you can see that there might be a little leeway here. He might be willing to like bring down the price, but how much? I'm not sure. I'm gonna have to test the waters. But as you know, be careful. Mm-hmm. You don't want to break. Well, for such a spell, something so magnificent, and for the convenience, but also for not having her arrowheads at the moment, how about maybe 13,000? 13,000. 13,000. I'm not sure if I could possibly do something of that nature. Bringing it down by a whole 2,000 gold is a little harsh. Even if I do not have her arrowheads, as you say, and I have offered my contacts 
for that uh, slight Pretty inconvenience. still over there looking at, the, looking at the shield. I swear to God I've seen this somewhere before. If, uh... But how many authors have you had for such a book? For such a book, I have not had an offer in quite a long time. Exactly. I'm trying to take it off your hands. Yes. Right. 2,000 off, but... Again, one, I'm helping you clear out inventory, and two, I'm trying to help you make space for more pertinent, better spells that you should, I'm assuming you're going to find. Uh, make a persuasion check. Okay. <laughs> oh darn, plus eight. <laughs> oh no, how will you uh, ever make that roll? Seventeen? Seventeen? He looks at you, and you can see him thinking to himself, Well, I have had it for quite a long time. Uh, I believe I got this spell from a traveling mage. It's, I think it was last spring, maybe the spring before. <laughs> it would be terrible for thing if it did go to waste for 13,000 ah you know what I think I can do that I feel like I got step hard right now Ugh. yeah you should have asked for him to take off uh 6,000 uh, don't know about that aim, uh, if you aim well they will try to compensate for it and get the price you want Again, also... He actually knows what he's selling this time. Yeah. So I was just like, eh. Oh, hopefully. Hopefully we get to keep some gold. Or keep some platinum. Yeah. Okay, well, if... Is there anything else that you're interested in? Uh, what are you looking at over there? Oh, this uh, shield. I could have sworn I've seen it somewhere before. Oh, that shield. It's quite amazing. I heard that it's been... Passing around between traders, uh, no one seems to be able to uh, quite afford it. Sadly, and he walks over and he picks up uh, a bracelet that is sitting next to it, straps it around his wrist. He's like, "It's quite fascinating, really." It's Arya, and the shield raises up and floats in front of him. And yes, it's a shield. It's a Allows you to have your hands free, uh, floats around, and tries to protect you. Hmm. That's where I'd seen it. The Elven Capital, they had it there. Oh, yes, I believe I remember it being there at one point. Uh, but, yes. How much were they selling it for this time? Ah, uh, they're selling this one, I believe we're selling this for only... Twelve hundred. Jump change. <laughs> that would be why. Yes. But mm. if it hadn't sold in twenty years, it doesn't make any sense for them to bring the price up. Yeah, that would be bad. But uh, as I said, twelve hundred uh, for such a. Very useful item is 
Not bad, really. I'm just surprised it hasn't sold in all that time. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, about your sword. Yeah. And again, and, be careful. Uh, yes, of course. And I probably should take this off and he takes I'd off the bracelet. I'd leave it on. Why would I? Just trust us. Fine, fine. He straps it back <coughs> just a little bit. Make me feel a little uncomfortable here. So It's not a gentle sword. Right. He likes to bite. I'm not feeling me with much confidence. Probably should. He pulls out a small uh, little looking glass and puts it in his eye. And begins staring into the item. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, I've I've seen uh, similar swords from a distance. Uh, this is an imperial blade, but it looks like uh, looks like yours is possibly damaged. You see, this crystal here is uh, uh, has some sort of dimensional uh, capabilities. And yours seems to have cracked somewhat deeply. That is uh, quite unfortunate because I'm not certain who has that kind of skill to be able to fix something of that caliber. I, I personally have no capability of fixing this type of blade. Um, if you know of anyone who's high-grade, maybe artificer, they might be able to help you with this, but I sadly cannot. Does anybody come to mind? Because uh, the only one I can think of is our friend in the tower. Yeah, he's pretty much the... He's probably the best artificer you know, personally. Can you tell me what kind of crystal it is? Uh, this crystal I've never seen before. It's not something that exists on our continent, as far as I know. I've, but then again, I've not done that much research into crystals in general. I tend to stick with uh, more uh, the capabilities of certain metals. It's a very dwarvish thing to do. Uh, yes, I find that dwarves have a very... What's the word I'm looking for? Sensible outlook on life. And on magic as well. At least when it comes to magic items. Let's give that crystal a look. Just out of curiosity. Oh, uh, sure. Uh, I was about to say, would I know anything about... No. Okay. That's, uh, that's more what I was asking. Yeah. I was like, would I have any inkling on something like that? <laughs> yep, that's a crystal. That that is a crystal. Uh, <laughs> as, give me a uh, give me a intelligence check. Straight intelligence. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's a that's a three. Three plus yeah. one four. Looking at it, that's it's, just a yeah. oh, just straight. Okay. Yeah. Looking at it, it's a it's pretty stone. Mm. Kind of looks like a sapphire, but 
that's the best you can say. There's almost a kind of otherworldly quality as you look further into it. And when you, like, peer at it real close, you can see the crack that he's talking about, and it almost looks, as the blade does, as if it's doubling and fracturing at almost like it's like it's trying to split it's itself. there it's there then it's shifting mm-hmm. almost I want to say displacing quantum yeah. yeah it's a quantum displacement kind of thing yeah huh. Huh. well that's interesting so if it was working and it wasn't broken well if it was working and it wasn't broken I've I've seen these blades, well, I've seen them in action, thank gods. But I think one is, it would be, I'd probably be dead. But I've heard of them on the battlefields, uh, described as uh, people who wield these blades, being able to split themselves into several copies, essentially. Sounds about right. This one, and he like starts pulling the blade. Don't, don't. And he like unsheaths just an inch of it, sees the doubling effect. Just, oh, yes, this one's, uh. This one's a little erratic. Just If you, uh, use this, you might feel some. might feel some side effects. <laughs> you don't say. This sort of power unchecked really causes uh, quite a toll on Bothy, so I be careful in using it. And he puts it back on the table and slides it towards you. If uh, there's anything else you wish to uh, buy, uh, if you want to speak more about those arrows, I can have you get in contact with my my contacts in town. Hmm, yes. Um, I'll be staying at the Tin Cup. Yeah. Uh, I'll be staying at the Tin Cup. If you do have any contacts that come back with anything, you can send for me there. Okay. That sounds uh, very good. I'll uh, see who, who I can find in town and send them to you. That is all we have for today. I do have some things I need to I think I'll be fine. Alright. So, uh, here's your spell. Thank you for your patronage. And uh, as always, come back for all your magical needs. <laughs> and you leave the magical shop. What's the name of this magical shop? Uh, this magical shop is the the crow's eye cauldron which is just odd for a magical shop and then that night um she'll ask all of this in the first message to her mom okay and it's hope you're safe please ask tor and arvi to build escape tunnels just in case okay and uh with that we will get your actual downtime thing as the guy comes to you uh, I need you to make it's gonna cost you 
100 gold for okay. services. And depending on how how much gold you spend, 100 each for one point, it's going to be a charisma persuasion check. And uh, for each 100 gold you spend, you get plus one up to a plus 10. Okay. So yeah, I'll just spend the 200, 200? for the plus one. Okay. And that'll be a charisma persuasion check. Okay. It's an eight. Oh, uh, how's that? An eight. Right. Sadly. Yeah, I don't have. She, she, she ain't the charisma person. Uh, I'm more charismatic than I am intelligent or, mm-hmm. with or wise, but yeah. that's still only a plus one. Plus one is on a, on a six is an eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I don't get advantage on that stuff, so. You talk with the contact. Uh, his name is Teal. Okay. And he is a copper dragonborn. Alright. You talk about what kind of things you're looking for, and they go out a good portion of the week searching, coming back, and talking to you about it. The type of things they found. Uh, during this time, you're also spending trying to figure out the extent of your blade. Uh, Drawing it and swinging it around, you do feel yourself get exhausted. How long Uh, can... Does does it... Is this effect the same no matter how long it's drawn? It seems to be. Okay, so if I... And does the effect take effect after I sheath it or while I've got it drawn? It takes effect after you sheath it. Okay. As so if magics... I have it open, if I have it out for a minute, same. If I have it out for thirty minutes, the same. The same. Okay. So it's, it's always just... going to be two points of exhaustion. Yep. It. As soon as the magic is drawn out of your body, you feel that lethargic pull of gravity, just like oh shit. Okay. So what effect does it have while I've got it out? While you got it out, it is a plus three blade, mm-hmm. and you have the, uh, essentially, the blur spell on you. The blur? Yes. Uh, people have disadvantage on attacking you. Okay. So, it is a very strong sword, but it also does have a pretty harsh drawback. Yeah. And you got from what the dude was saying that if it was fixed, it might have a slightly different capability and will probably not uh, cause you to be exhausted anymore. After the week, the teal comes back to you and he brings one such of items. Uh, it is a quiver of arrows that look incredibly sturdy and as you pull them out you try bending them just a little bit see how much give they have and you feel them they're just like fucking stone almost they don't give at all and he lets you know that these are unbreakable arrows quiver of 20 Okay. Uh, yes, I was able to find this uh, set, and the person, after I 
after my fees and all that, uh, they are willing to sell these for a the entire quiver for uh, only 200 gold. Yep. I'll have to take it out of the party funds. Hmm. Okay. So, uh, with that, you have a quiver's worth, I believe that's 20 unbreakable arrows. Okay. And with that, all of our downtime activities are taken care of. And y'all are sitting in the tin cup at the end of a day. Eventually, someone comes by from the Gilded Hall. And Did I ever get any response from my mom on the message I sent her? Yes. Uh, you did get a response, and they are working on it. Okay. And then at the end of the week, I'd send her a second message. Okay. Update. We made it to Alsir for update question mark. Hey, can I get an update on your end? Um, we've made it to Alsir. Hope to contact Dad soon. I love you. Okay. Lloyd has been released, but he is under watch. <laughs> Shocker. To make sure that he does not try to fucking sneak into any place that he is not welcome. And he's not welcome in a quite a few places. <laughs> because uh, after Nidin heard about how he snuck in, he was a little suspicious of a halfling that could just sneak by everybody relatively easily. It was only sheer luck that the uh, captain of the guard saw him and was able to apprehend him. So, at the end of the week, you are all at the tin cup and someone from the guild hall comes by letting you know that Petrick would like to see you down in the main chamber. What do you want me to do? Um... I think we should follow Bill. Hi, I think that's probably a good idea. Uh, Lloyd, are you going to join us? I mean, if they'd let me into it, but, uh... Last time I tried to go near the guild hall, they got a little, uh, a little upset that I was in the central market again. So, I think I am gonna stay here. Yeah, I'll just, uh, stay here. Actually, don't mind, I'll enjoy it. A pint of whatever this fine... Please... Please ask if Patrick is like, done with the teleportation circle. Uh, I really could use just something strong. Ah, you want something from you want something from Orwell, is that right? Yes, I want something from Orwell. Ah, all right. Um, and then a halfling, I say, hey, listen, uh, the place you recommended me wasn't that. I didn't even bother stepping inside the building. I didn't say it was the greatest place. I just said it was a place I love. Alright, try the Golden Claw, that's a lot. Oh yeah, that place is quite fancy. Alright, and <laughs> I, I slip him a couple of gold. Thank you, boy. Alright. Oh, and, and then I give him names of the two that I uh, got to know better. Okay. 
and the friendships that uh, are, are probably everlasting. <laughs> okay. Uh, I will see if I can slip a card and go check that out. So. I would like to know what Syphos did with his new spell. Wrote it in the book. Um, yeah. <laughs> in the book now? I wrote it in the book. I took the book he, and I said, fuck it. <laughs> he went into the inn. He looked at the inn's fire. He said, <laughs> <laughs> Why did you do no, that? No, I was going to ask, like, did he try casting it at some point? Or now that, that it's in his He tried casting it. That is up to Syphos. Uh, actually, I do have a question. Yeah. I wrote in the book and everything. Can I try something back? Hmm? To somebody else. Can I try something back to somebody else? One of the other magic shops. No, whenever you scribe a spell scroll, mm-hmm. it, it uses it up. Oh, I thought there was a book in that scroll. No. Uh, okay. I thought it was just a regular spell. He book takes his grimoire and. He was selling scrolls, essentially. Ah, uh, okay. Cool. That's how. That is the, typically how. Uh, people sell stuff because mm-hmm. being able to be like oh yeah and no fucking wizards like learn shit put it in the book and then being able to say oh yeah I'm just gonna resell this book hey can I get a refund yeah uh, yeah that's, that's pretty much my mentality was gonna be like alright cool for yourself someone yeah. else magic shop owners know that they could get more money if they sell them the scroll have them use up the scroll Mm-hmm. And then come back to get more paper and ink for a new <laughs> scroll. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, so while he's while yeah. he's after he's inscribed that Bertie, since they're sharing a room right now, mm-hmm. Bertie would have asked. So what does that do? Well, this spell actually allows uh, about eight people to share a telepathic link for about an hour, no matter how far you go, unless you go to another plane, we can hear each other's thoughts. And we're getting really timey-wimey here because y'all are already being asked if y'all want to go to the thing. No, I know. This was this was like earlier yeah. in the week. Yeah. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, just just for like... Yeah. But yeah, so we're going yeah. to... Yeah. Okay. I okay. just like, I wanted to double check it because that's what I thought it did, yeah. but I couldn't I gave him three gold. Okay. Cool. Let's go and see if we can have a good time. All right. Uh, now... Uh, as y'all head off to the supermarket, you say hi to the guards. They all know you by name at this point. What, Brad? You've been in here and out of here every once in a while. Haven't actually gone down to the chamber quite yet, and this will be your first time going down there. Okay. As you walk into the guild house, they point you into a into the main chamber and direct you to the staircase. But before you actually hit the staircase, someone grabs one of the railings and has that little fucking fancy bit right there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't know what to call that. My brain is dead. (laughs) But he grabs it, twists, pulls up, twists again, pushes it down, and then you hear a click as it goes further down than you expected. And then all of a sudden, the staircase, you can see what seemed like seamless stairs pop and then rise up. 
and a path goes down into the what seemed like everywhere else uh, one piece of stone that the entire city of Alsir had been built on. This is the only place that seems to go into it. Hmm. You continue down the stairs for a good almost like five minutes. Eventually ending up inside a very large tunnel or a very large chamber. And across the way you can see uh, Petrick setting up uh, last few bits around the circle. There's poles standing up with crystals that almost seem to be lighting, uh, having like little laser pointers almost striking down at the teleportation ring. And he is set up in front of this incredibly large door. The door itself looks like it is probably about 30 feet high, 30 feet wide. Damn. And the chamber that you are in is a good 50 by 50. You walk across, and as you're getting like halfway down into the chamber, you can hear Petra, who's like, oh, this is quite exciting. I can't wait to see exactly how this thing works. I, I really do hope that it is like simultaneously, like here and then there, and then just being able to... I'm wondering how, how many people we can get in through, in one go, and uh, if, if... I'm just so excited! And as you get closer and closer... Leofin, give me a perception check. Fifteen. Oh, fifteen. Okay. As uh, y'all are walking towards this and you're listening to your father, out of the, out of the corner of your eye, you can, you can see something lighting up on Vola's waist. And as you get closer and closer, you see the light getting a little bit brighter. A little bit brighter. And you finally, like, look over and you can see the ring dangling on her chain, glowing softly as it gets brighter and brighter. And you're about to say something when you hear a very large clink. You look up and you can see the door, the center mechanism has moved, dust falling down from it. It begins to turn, snap, and then the doors begin to open. The dungeon has been opened. A mass of lights shoot across the entire chamber, and you feel this slight buzz of magic that you didn't even notice before die away. And that is where we're going to end it for the night. I literally have six six copper in my name right now, you guys. <laughs> Fuck. Don't worry. I got enough to throw around at everybody. Good. Because uh, somebody wants that shield. Because <laughs> somebody wanted a shield, didn't she? 
I don't know. I wouldn't <laughs> get a job. Yeah, uh, some of us actually went to go work. Hey, Ben here. Thanks for listening to the Ring Trans podcast. We have new episodes out every 8th, 16th, and 24th of every month. You can find us anywhere you can find podcasts, and now on YouTube. You can find us at Ring of Trans, both on Twitter and Facebook. Thanks for listening.